Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, he's a West Point grad, he's a three-time CEO, and he's my friend. You'll be talking to the great James Wang next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, there's an old saying in the book world. It's called the one day novel. I'm going to write a novel one day and that never happens. The secret is you have to dare to fail. Not all books are successful. Somebody who knows something about that, James Wang, he's the CEO of One Path and he has dared, dared to fail many times, haven't you? I have, Jeff, and thank <laughs> you for allowing me to be here and just to talk a little bit about why you should dare to fail. Absolutely. That's going to be his upcoming book, which we'll talk about in a second. But I want you to get to know James, um, West Point grad, and that really shaped you, didn't it? It did uh, in more ways than one. But I think, uh, as mentioned in, in previous discussions, West Point is all about just breaking, your uh, breaking yourself down into the core values, the core values of what you're made of and what you should be made of. So uh, West Point changed me from the perspective of, I was just a young punk coming into the age of, uh, I did well in school, I did well in sports, so I thought I could do well in the world of being an officer, being a leader. Uh, I didn't know one thing about that yes. until I got to West Point. I had beast barracks. They break you down. You have no name. You have no responses other than four that are told you on day one. And then from there, you learn the values of duty, honor, and country. And you just kind of build from that perspective. And it's been an awesome experience. Trust me when I tell you, Jeff, you don't like it when you go through it. But afterwards, when you reflect back on it, you thank every single day for those experiences. And, and how did that help you? Because you, you worked with some big companies, HP, EDS. How did the West Point experience uh, prepare you for those um, you know, trials? Right. EDS, HP, what is now Dell Technologies, or back then it was called EMC Corporation. Uh, I would consider these blue chip companies and blue chip companies, obviously, um, they have their discipline, they have their process, but what they don't have is what I would consider leadership, leadership foundations. Now, there may be some people going, wait a minute, we have leadership, but really what constructed my leadership or what I call actionable leadership at the time was to really kind of understand what's my team look like, look like I have the position and the title. How do I now relate to my team members? And then from that relationship, how do I now offer trust and create trust through pragmatic approaches, doing things together? And ultimately, we want to wind up in a mentorship or a mentor-mentee type status. Now, I think big businesses talk that game, but it's fairly, very rarely exercised to the fullest extent. And I think, um, you know, HP, EDS, as well as EMC gave me that opportunity to really exercise that to the fullest. 
And again, that's probably what allowed me to kind of create the foundation for my CEO tenures down the road in mid-enterprise. And we mentioned off the top of the show, three times CEO, you're on your third company now. What were the first two? Yeah, so for me, the big difference for me is there's entrepreneurs and there's probably uh, people that you hire and, and really take care of business and grow business. I'm probably the latter. And with that being said, my first tenure was uh, transforming a value-added reseller in the technology space. They sold lots of Oracle or HP or even IBM, but fundamentally it was a tech-enabled services com uh, company or it was going to be. That was the transformation and we had a successful outcome uh, where we sold to a strategic buyer. From there, we, we uh, you know, it's a very, very small world, Jeff, in private equity. Uh, so the shareholders then said, well, we've got another entity that we'd love for you to be able to lead. And, and so I took over a business called CalNet Technology Group, uh, which is California Networks uh, for short. And that, that was based out of LA. And in that process, we were able to roll up approximately seven different companies under the platform, as we called it. And with that, we had another great successful outcome. And uh, again, private equity is a very small, small world. And uh, with that success, um, some investors came knocking from uh, an Atlanta-based private equity group and said, boy, we've got another entity that we'd love for you to lead. That's where I'm at today as CEO and chairman for OnePath, which is about a thousand person tech-enabled services business. And we're all over the country today, 39 different states. Um, and, and certainly COVID doesn't really aid in the effort to get back into offices. For us, we're all over the place and we're going there to support our clients who are going all over the place. Okay, and now I wanna talk about your book. When is the book expected to come out in the next few months? So the, the book right now, I'm having that constant battle with the editors today. <laughs> I get it. Uh, but uh, outside of that editing conflict, uh, by the end of this year, and certainly no later than January, I do expect to have the book coming out in the market. And, and uh, again, this was not one of those things that I planned for. This is one of those things that just happened to be. And, and it's really about uh, dare to fail. And that's the title. And that's kind of the theme associated with how I lived my life in my blue chip and now my CEO tenures. Well, the cover is beautiful. Let's go ahead and put the cover up on the screen. And, and how did you come up with the title? The title is very simple. And it's, if, if I go back to the discussions around actionable leadership, we said, you gotta have positional, you gotta have relational, you gotta have pragmatic, and you gotta have mentorship. The most fundamentally important facet of that framework for me is being pragmatic. Mm. Plan, practice, go out and do. And if you fail, that's just part of the journey. And that's part of the learning process. Sure. And in today's culture where we have cancel X or cancel Y or cancel Z, yeah. I say disregard that. Fail, fail again, fail it again. Well, sometimes we want to <laughs> succeed, of course, but I think that failure is that journey and we just discount so much of that in people and sure. I, I don't think we should. When I think about uh, dare to fail, I think about Elon Musk. I mean, one with his rocket ship company, there were many, many launches where it you know, ended in utter failure. Taking on Twitter, um, that was a, a big risk. I mean, when you, look right. at, when you look at a guy like Elon Musk, does he embody some of the messages in your book? I think Elon certainly embodies the never, uh, you know, dare to fail uh, leadership approach. Um, now, some of the nuances of how he approaches that with other people might be questionable, but for every rocket landing and takeoff failure, the one thing that he has is data. Mm. Data that is good data, data that is, data that is 
bad data, if you want to call it that, from a failure, but you learned about something. You learned about what not to do, or you learned about what to adjust. And that's the whole premise behind Dare to Fail. Go out and learn. And for every entrepreneur that's on this network or listening, or for every business person, minded person that doesn't want to take a risk, I'd say don't take frivolous risks, but you got to plan, you got to practice, and then you just got to go out and do. And that's been my life. And my, my book is really about how many times can I tell you about how I failed? Yes. How many times can I tell you about the things that I've learned? And yet I get back on the saddle and I still move forward. And I think that is what's indicative or maybe that's what's not emphasized enough in our culture today, especially with social media. I think we need to turn that narrative and say yes. it's okay to fail. In fact, do fail and let's learn from it and let's move on and let's improve. Okay, so let's give some advice to the next generation of entrepreneur because I think it's become really sexy to become an entrepreneur. Um, you, you, you know, you hear the the Elon Musk stories and the Zuckerberg stories, right. and everybody uh, watches Shark Tank. And um, so, what is your advice to the next generation of entrepreneur? It's a very simple one. Um, you know, we we grew up in this generational era, and I, I do firmly believe that the children of my children may not even drive cars. They may not even have to do certain tasks that were manual or considered manual or very legacy. And to that extent, I think there's got to be this harboring back into, okay, great, let's build a relationship. You can't get to pragmatic approaches without building a relationship. And if you go back into my actionable framework that I discuss in the book, it's all about now you start with position, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a leader, or whether you're just doing it for yourself, you have a position. Now build a relationship. We're not made to be a single person. We're made to be in a community. So let's build those relationships. And then once you have those relationships, then now start testing and doing. And so my advice is don't stop doing, but don't stop building relationships and don't start doing positions. All of those elements are, gonna, are the ingredients for success. And once you are successful, I think the last but not least is we all call it pay it forward. What does that really mean? It's that mentor-mentee status. You don't put that exclamation point on your success without paying it forward. And I think to a certain degree, you know, I had no ambition to write a book on my first days, but I think this is my version of paying it forward to say, I screwed up so many times, Joe, so many times, but what could I do to help others understand what I've gone through and learn from it and maybe even avoid some of those elements? and then maybe have a quicker time to success. Wow, you've been an amazing guest. We're gonna end with his website, which is onepath.com, the great James Wayne. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Jeff. That's it for now. We'll All see right. you next time. Take care.